0: Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Allie Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall.
1: So I usually start this podcast by saying, hi, Allie, but Allie is out today and I have a guest, so I'm going to start by saying, hi, Anne, how are you today? (laughs)
0: Have you had wow, anybody I, cannot, I wish I could mimic that. <laughs> Have you ever had anybody sing to you to welcome you to a podcast before? No, I need it every time now. That the, the new norm.
1: <laughs> well, I am super stoked to be joined by Ann McCarthy today. And um, you don't need much introduction in the WordPress space, but I'm still going to say, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do with WordPress?
0: Yeah. So, my name is Ann McCarthy. I work for. For Automatic, as a product wrangler, I first kind of, um, I'm a sponsored contributor through Automatic. The first role I had was developer relations, so I've done a weird number of things um, within the WordPress space. And for the last three and a half years, I have run the full siting outreach program um, dedicated to getting user feedback and building um, awareness and providing education around phase two and the site editor, um, which has been really exciting. Um, I also, I love to shout this out because it's honestly something that uh, brings me so much life. Um, I also help run the Block Museum along with a set of contributors. And that is all about creating art with blocks and what you can do with the Block editor, which I just am obsessed with. And it was featured at WordCamp Camp Europe and WordCamp US by... Lovely um, organizers who made that happen, and um, it's just I love. I'm not all, only just a techie, so I love to talk about kind of more of the art side of things. So yeah, that's well, a little bit really, about me.
1: There's really something to be said for design, not just the technology that happens, mm-hmm. right? Like you can build a solid, a, a solidly technical product, and it could look like a warehouse or it could look like a museum, right? And so there's a real big difference that way. And so I love when people get that, and whether or not like I I see that you have, you straddle both sides of it, right? So you know the tech and you also have an <laughs> aesthetic. But even for people who like, I can't design worth beans can appreciate the aesthetic of it. And the fact that mm-hmm. WordPress can allow you to do all those things. So I think that's great. And I have seen the Black Museum and I think it's a wonderful thing. Hopefully someday I'll <laughs> create something to add to the museum. You never know.
0: <laughs> Please.
1: Yeah, I that. need to
0: create more tutorials on that. That's like a, it's a side project and I'm always, you know, when I've spare time, I try to to work on it. And I'm also, I'm like you, I'm like, I need to create more art. I need to create more art. So go to a local museum if you can, or look at artists online and um, get inspired, I guess.
1: Yeah. For me, my art is mostly photography. And so I do a lot. Like, I know people can't see this. You can see the wall behind me. It's all my own original photography. So I do a lot of that kind of stuff, but um, I have to learn how to turn that into a block. That's the thing, right? (laughs)
0: Yes. That's where actually one of the pieces I have in art museum is just a really simple duotone filter, um, it's called splitting and it's just like a reflection shot and then duotone mm. split splits the image. So you could use photography, just put it there out there go. and use the built-in tools that WordPress has. But yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. So what I want to talk about, what we want to talk about today, because you know, we're here as underrepresented in tech. We have a new release team coming up. Well, actually, we're in the midst of it right now. We're going to be releasing. Um, mm-hmm. this team is an underrepresented gender team and this is 6.4, 5.6 was first called the all women's release squad, then the all Mm -hmm. women non binary release squad. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the all encompassing terminology that we're just using the word underrepresented that we're not trying to put people into boxes and figure out where on a spectrum somebody fits in and whether or not um, they fit Mm -hmm. in here. And so I think that's wonderful. But when we had the last one, regardless of what we called it at what point in time, we had so much pushback in the community. Now, I don't know if I'm just not seeing it this time because I might have blocked and muted all those naysayers mm-hmm. or if we're just not getting as much this time. I think it may be a little bit of a combination of both. But what are your thoughts on the people who would say to us that, well, if it isn't, if there, if it isn't primarily men, it can't be a good product? because that's what we heard last time. And I'm sure there are some of those <laughs> at least saying it under their breath, if not out loud this time.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. So um, I wrote a blog post about this as you do in WordPress. Um, and I was really nervous like when I posted it because I was expecting a lot of pushback and a lot of just vitriol. Um, I am not on Twitter slash X. Um, I'm not on any social media. I'm for a reason. <laughs> Part of it is like, it's really hard to be so visible in WordPress, and um, I like to have boundaries. And I also like to do things outside of tech. And so, um, yeah, I haven't seen any any huge pushback or any huge um, anything that I've had to personally address. There's been no like hate mail, so to speak, or you know messages in my contact form. This is not an invitation to start that, um, but I think. I wonder if part of it is... um, And I don't think the term is necessarily perfect. Like, does it translate well? Is it internationally friendly? Like, this is one of the things that I went back and forth on. Should we be calling it more of, like, the trailblazer release? Um, But that doesn't really signal to folks like me that that release is for me. And so, you know, I think right now... And Alex Stein brought up a good point where he's like, I'd love for the day where we don't have to label releases, certain things. I was like, yeah, same. I would love that too. Um, And I think there is... There was that pushback whenever I was also on that release squad so 5.6 um, and I remember there being a large amount of pushback and I wonder if that kind of pushback since because it didn't really go anywhere um, and the WordPress project um, stood by the folks who contributed that release um, if that's continued um, and so sometimes I think of it as that like storming norming performing and uh-huh. 5.6 might have been the storming. <laughs> and now we're maybe in a norming phase and performing phase where we mm-hmm. kind of move past those initial, what I call, like, I think a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging conversations get stuck on um, 101 topics. And to me, it feels one-on-one to be arguing over this. It's like, right? Um, we don't talk about this with every other release, but like, this is one-on-one, let's move on to bigger problems. Let's talk about how we keep everyone who helped on this release squad in future releases. Like, why don't we talk about that? And that's where I, I think it's really cool that this happened in 5.6. And my hope was 6.4. And part of how I'm trying to approach 6.4 is someone who I would, I would say I'm a more veteran release squad member. I've been on, I think, every release squad since like 5.5 or 5.6. At this point, which is a lot of release squads, um, I want to keep the people who are contributing and I want to empower folks to, to stay and to feel welcomed and so rather than doing a one off um, release cycle I do think it'd be cool to normalize it and have it be like every release is um, more representative and diverse so yeah, yeah. No, I
1: agree with that completely. And I do think that this is what that we're in the norming phase. Um, I do a lot of work in the mm-hmm. DEI space through this podcast and through a lot of the speaking that I do at, at WordCamps. And um, and I'm, I'm seeing less pushback. And it might just be that people are like, oh, don't talk to her. She's got a strong opinion and you're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> or it could be that we really are in a norming mm-hmm. phase of things. And I think society in general, as political as people can try to mm-hmm. make things are still either live and let live a lot of the time. Or just accepting or like us and mm-hmm. be like, Hey, let's move it forward. And let's do that kind of thing. So I think that that's, um, there's a lot of merit to, to that. Nine years ago, actually, I, I am a, I am a social media person. I think working in marketing makes me mm-hmm. have to be um, and I just love it. So there you go. But uh, <laughs> I posted nine years ago today. I was at my first ever WordCamp, and I posted like a check-in on Facebook where like it tagged a map of this college we were at, and it's and I and I posted just two words, WordPress Camp, because I didn't even know it was called WordCamp, and I was sitting right there, right. So I was like, mm-hmm. I was at my first WordPress Camp, and wow. like sitting, there, not that crazy? Like sitting there, like listening mm-hmm. to all these people, just like for it was like twenty bucks at that point in time, nine years ago, right, for a full day and lunch, and coffee, and the after party, and all of those things. (laughs) Um, Sitting there, like basically feeling like it was for free, getting all this knowledge. And still, it took me years to realize that to contribute Mm. to WordPress didn't mean I had to be part of code and be a coder. And I think that we still have a little bit of a hurdle with that, maybe especially with some underrepresented folks, right? That they don't understand that you don't have to be a coder. Um, you could have confidence in other areas of what the whole open source project is. What would you say to people who maybe aren't coders or don't mm. feel like they're the strongest coders? Um, how can people contribute to a release team
0: um, and come in
1: and join us and start to, start to carry that momentum forward?
0: Yeah, that's such a great point because I am not a deep coder. I think people probably maybe don't know that or what have you, but like my day to day, I can look at code, I can understand it for the most part. Some stuff I'm like, hey, can you explain this to me? But yeah, a lot of um, my value comes in communication, wrangling important conversations, moving things forward, prioritizing stuff. Um, And there's so many ways you can help. Like I can, I'm gonna name like four things right now (laughs) that like actively today, right now you could help with and you could help prepare for as pathways that are not code related. One, I just posted this in the 6.4 release squad. Um, I would love help. I've been writing accessibility roundups for each release. Super easy. You go through track and GitHub or made super easy for me. I would be happy to mentor you. Um, I should not assume it's super easy. Um, but you basically go through and you curate all the items related to accessibility, bring them together, group them into things, and then work with folks on the accessibility team. Alex sign and Joe Dosen have been... Um, super helpful with that and work with them to basically get the post out there and to highlight the improvements that happen and the work that's happened with accessibility. So that's one way. Um, you're not touching code at all. Um, you're working with folks, you're talking about things, you're categorizing it and you're thinking about the audience and think about uplifting an area of work. Um, another uh, thing that I actually posted about um, was around how to run the official product demos for the WordPress release cycles. Um, this one does require some level of, like, you need to have the capacity and time. I, I have gone back and forth on this with the rather, um there are ways in which you could use um, the source of truth, which is another thing that I'll mention in a second to actually run this. Um, so I go back and forth on whether this is something that um, I don't want it to be reserved for sponsor contributor territory, basically. Um, I do think anyone who enjoys presenting on topics, I do not, <laughs> um, could be great at this. And it's basically running the product demos during the release cycles to give an early look at what's going on in the release and help prepare the community and build some excitement and awareness. And marketing folks, anyone who likes giving talks and presentations, Telling a story, um, anyone who's good at design and can set things up, like all of that is is excellent, valuable um, use of information. It's also really at a really interesting scale. Like it's very nerve-wracking to do those. And I think we need to get more folks in there. Um Rich and I have done the last two, and Matthias did the last couple before then, and it's a new um, a new area. And so I want to see people take it in different directions and um, yeah, deliver high quality excitement to the community. So that's another one. There's a blog post that you can probably link to that talks about like how to do that. I'm working with marketing to get that into actually um, a handbook page of sorts. Um, Another item is the WordPress uh, 6.4 source source of truth. I'm working on that right now. It's a work in progress. I won't dropping it into the 6.4 release squad, what, what I am gonna say about that is like compiling resources about the release and sharing it, um, whether it's on your personal blog or in a community that you're in, giving talks. This is kind of the go-to source. You could both help with the creation of it if you're interested in that or um, using it to create your own material. So you don't need to go searching everywhere. You don't need to dig all into GitHub. This kind of pulls it all together. It tells you about the future. It gives you resources, including images and videos you can use or create your own. Um, including like links to GitHub and track, um, make posts and all that sort of stuff. So it's like your go-to source for the release. Um, I'll be releasing this one on September 26. So stay tuned there. And then the last one is related to this, just creating material about the release, Um, whether you're helping with documentation, um, docs really needs help. Learn WordPress is a great um, source. I'm a faculty member there. It's a great way to help. And one of the biggest things, I was just talking to some folks there is the need for people to create Um, the resources and so um, if you like someone created a wonderful i think her name was laura um created this awesome 10 minute video on how to use a spacer block and she did this beautiful video it was like great audio so if you have if you like to teach people stuff and like to get in um the details that's also a great way to contribute back to the project that anyone can use and anyone can participate in Um, If you're trying to get started, I'm totally, (laughs) I think writing personal blog posts about the release is also, is also a great way, but those are the ones that are top of mind for me and kind of the space that I live in. Um, I'll find, I'll mention one final one. If you're a themer or interested in theming and a designer, there is a community themes initiative where you can create style variations to go along with um, default themes. And that's a really neat way I've been toying with possibly creating one. Um, but theme is pretty quick to understand. It's a low barrier to entry, and there's tons of people there to help you. And there's a GitHub repo for that as well. So none of that is code. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can dive on in.
1: <laughs> I love that. And I, and I think it's important, like I said, because I don't think everybody realizes that the open source project doesn't just mean that you are, you know, you understand React and, and JavaScript and all of those things that are words to me. And that's like, the end of how I my understanding of it. right um, to me Java is just coffee because that's what I need to start in the morning. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's so I much so much more that. to it. <laughs> when we think about underrepresentation, so at underrepresented in tech, we are looking at all different kinds of underrepresentation in different groups. As a matter of fact, right now um, we have just finished recording this week six different um, webinars with underrepresented groups. Um, I'm never gonna remember all six of them, but we we talked to, we made, we had panel discussions, um, black men mm-hmm. in tech, uh, uh, people who are disabled, people who for whom English mm-hmm. isn't their first language, right? So technology, there are way more pe- non-English speakers in tech than there are mm-hmm. native English speakers, but because the language of tech tends to be in English, there are people who are disadvantaged, especially when we are giving talks or we're in conversations and they can't keep up because they're speaking so quickly, for example. So there's lots of different ways that there are underrepresented folks. Um, you know, we have the the people in the LGBTQIA plus community who are underrepresented folks. Um, and the other two that I can't recall off the top of my head, but, but keep an eye on our channel. Um, we'll have those all out over the next couple of months. But what do you think of the idea of having underrepresented groups other than just um, gender? underrepresented mm-hmm. gender groups do you think that that would be good to have like um you know basically non-white groups or uh, people mm-hmm. you know just kind of even if we do more than one group in a release squad, what would you think about the
0: possibility of opening up
1: future release squads to things like that?
0: It's a great question. I would love to see it. um I think the biggest thing for me how to one of the things that I've learned with doing diversity and inclusion work, mainly at Automatic, is that you can you can bring diverse folks in, but if you're not keeping them, um, you need to solve that first. And so, I will be blunt in saying, like, we need to solve that first. Um, and I say that as someone who has I I've, I've tried to bring friends of mine in. Um, and I want to bring friends of mine in I want it to be a place where I can say with with certainty, um, you can contribute here. It's clear. you'll be supported. You won't be met with like uh, screaming into the void. Um, you know, people will be there to to champion the efforts that you're championing. And like right now, I think we don't have enough documented. I think we don't have enough mentorship. I think we're working on all these things. Like Hari is running a wonderful mentorship program. I think I just saw that there's a Women in WordPress Mentorship Program. Um, I'm, you know, I almost want to do a spoiler alert, but like there's a queer uh, sponsorship of sorts that I'm trying to work on um, that's not yet live, but I think there are are ways in which we're working on it. But I, before we kind of open things up too big, I think I do, I'm I'm hoping after 6.4 we can pause and think about the structures that we need in place that don't just serve the people who have been in the majority. Um, and keep learning from these releases, but I think we could learn from it without it being underrepresented genders. I think we could do it in all sorts of different ways, and I would love to see that. Um, I think I am just like feeling, um, feeling like now is the right time for the second time doing this to to pause after this release and think about what we can shore up so we can do those kinds of things. But yeah, I would love to see it. Um, absolutely, would love to see it, and would love to be supportive of those folks.
1: I love that. We, you're, and I agree. We have to have some scaffolding in place, and then build the infrastructure that continues to support and and is an inclusive space, not just a periodically inclusive space. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. I think back, and, and you really made me think of this. It was almost eleven years ago now. I think almost twelve years ago, I was in I was in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico, and I was at a family event, and my stepmother was Puerto Rican, uh, actually Dominican and Puerto Rican, and my father is. A white guy or was a white guy mm-hmm. and when we had her family and his family in the same space half of the family was in the living room and the other half of the family was in the dining room they're spanish speakers mm-hmm. in one place and the english speakers in the other and even though i didn't speak spanish my daughter and i were like well they're having more fun in the spanish room so let's go in there <laughs> and be part of that group but it is true right you can put people in the same space mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that there's a f- a, f- a infrastructure built up For supportive integration of the people who are working together Mm -hmm. so that you don't just invite everybody to the dance and the guys are on one side and the girls on the other, so to speak, you know, to use a very old
0: Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. uh,
1: uh, uh, scenery there, but yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with that 100. I think, and I think that we are at a place that we can start to build through that. And we've learned a lot in the first in the 5.4. We're learning more now in 6.4 mm-hmm. or 5.6, 6.4. And uh, I think that I think that the the time is right for us to be able to start to look at that and be a, have some internal processes and some internal conversations. And they're not going to be easy conversations necessarily,
0: because change mm-hmm. yeah, is totally not easy. <laughs> Growth <laughs> is hard. <laughs> Yes, um, what would you like to see? I'm curious, like when you when you think about that in terms of like the structures, having been in the WordPress community for a long time, like what structures you also can identify? Um, if you want, it's a hard to, I'm also sometimes I'm not good at speaking at the top of my head, No, yeah, I'd love to
1: Yeah, so one of the <laughs> things like, as I've been speaking to people, um, I, w- I, had, I was fortunate this year to go to WordCamp Asia, WordCamp Europe and WordCamp US and a, and a couple other ones in between. And one of the things that I hear from a lot of people is that the style of communication that we use, the infrastructure we have for communication, Mm. mostly being Slack, for example, is not conducive to everybody's understanding and learning. And so Mm. I don't know what the right way is, but I think that that's something we need to tackle in order to be a more inclusive space as well. I love that we can name ourselves whatever we want to name ourselves in Slack spaces, but it's not always Mm -hmm. easy to find somebody or to know who you're supposed to talk to about things and which Mm -hmm. Slack channel, right? There's, there's locked channels, there's open channels. And so I think one of the things that we really need to work on is not necessarily the words we use to communicate. Although of course that has to continue to get better as a community. Um, But just what are we using for communication and how are we, at working with one another that way to make sure that everybody feels welcome and everybody understands how we're communicating and how to move forward in a way that actually helps us build.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting and kind of, I know there's been some work done, accessibility did some work around testing out matrix mm-hmm. and possibly moving the matrix. And I wonder if that's an opportunity and that move is to start from the ground up before we've even moved a bunch of people over. Um, to try that out yeah because i i agree you're right like i don't always find slack to be the most helpful either um and i also don't think me sharing too many words is helpful <laughs> you know like i think that's <laughs> yeah. i've gotten feedback on that before where it's like you you're too verbose and i'm like well i don't know I, i'm all the details i don't know what to tell you like it's like yeah. a, we but we need people everywhere in between so that's another like i think call a contribution for sure um because we need folks who are thinking about actually creating the spaces that we we take for granted so if that's something that's of interest to you too i think Michelle, yeah. you bring up some amazing points the,
1: the other thing that i have been noodling around in my head for quite a while mm-hmm. is that we need a concierge like we need a concierge center mm. for wordpress you go to wordpress.org and if you're new and even if you're not new right but especially if you're new it's yeah there's like a kind of a start here or whatever and you, you launch a new wordpress website if you don't know to click you don't know that there's a place that says how to get involved I would love for there to be like a big old, like choose your WordPress journey, like start your adventure kind of thing where we're very clear about how you can get involved. You want to build a website? Here's where you can Mm -hmm. do that. You want to get involved with marketing? Here's how you can do that, you know? And yes, it's kind of there, but it's a behemoth, right? I would love for us to have like this welcoming committee, like. I I, like, I don't remember what it was called, but like when we first moved here, when I was like 10, like some lady showed up at our door with like a basket full of goodies and coupons and whatever else, you know, and we, that's, that's the way communities used to be was just to have these little welcoming things. And I don't know that we do that well, because we don't know who's looking, but we don't make it easy to find us either. So we're huge, Mm -hmm. but sometimes that creates its own issues. Does that make sense?
0: Mm -hmm. oh completely yeah and who can do that work that's like sustaining um and make sure that that welcoming committee is also supported and interconnected yeah that's really interesting because i definitely there was a period of time where there was like a new contributor working group um i think mainly for developers that fizzled out unfortunately but it's okay like i think that groundwork is still in place and you can always pick up the mantle so to speak, but, mm-hmm. um, but it is really interesting to keep in mind too, with the website redesign work that's being done. Cause so I know eventually that will hopefully make its way. To some of the make sites because they are yeah. out of date <laughs> and that's <laughs> oh, a great yeah. point. Like we, we take that stuff for granted. And if you think about like all that stuff can be changed, like we're using WordPress, let's, let's mm-hmm. upgrade it. Let's make it easier. So used to, yeah, the information used to, architecture,
1: <laughs> we used to call it a codex, right? That used to be called the codex mm-hmm. and like people would come and they're like, what's a codex? I don't like, even the word is off-putting, right? And feels like maybe I'm not supposed to go there, right? And I, the first time I ever heard the word codex, I was reading um, uh, the Dan Brown novel that takes, I can't think of what it's called now, the... no idea yeah anyway it's like it's like it's the secretive thing where you have to like break into it was this codex like almost like um the CIA needed to be involved kind of thing and so then I and then I heard it applied to WordPress and I was like ooh, like if I click in there am I going to be like in trouble like that kind of thing and now it's like the handbook (laughs) and it's documentation so it's more um approachable words and terminologies that we use and I think so we are growing and we are doing better and you can't just change on a dime because that's not always the right way to do it either. Um, mm-hmm. So knowing the right pace to go forward, knowing how to be inclusive, but getting the right people at the table to help make that happen—super
0: important, also. For sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think as you were talking, I kept going back to thinking about like the English-speaking aspect of this, and like that's another cont- contribution pathway is translations. So, like yeah, for during sure. the outreach program, there were a number of folks who managed translations, which allowed people to participate that I otherwise would never be able to reach and um yeah i think what you're describing of having like a really representative welcoming committee potentially across i mean this gets really deep but the different slack polyglot Slack installs like the local installs like that's a mm-hmm. whole other conversation that i didn't know about until i think like a year or two into the wordpress community that each locale has its own slack and how good closed off that is and how do you reach mm-hmm. them so yeah lots wow. of good stuff here and lots of good things to think about
1: yeah, we're, and we're not going to solve all the world's problems today, but it's a good thing to think <laughs> about. And anybody who's listening mm-hmm. to the podcast will also have opportunities to think about ways that they might might want to get involved too. Um, so, what are your hopes for next year? Like, this is going to launch, and then, like, what happens oh, next with WordPress? Like, do you have a wish list, and what's at the top of it of what you want to see happen next?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I have a wish list in terms of. Um like a, what I'm going to call like a backlog of issues related to phase two adoption. So my hope and part of evolving the FSC outreach program um, in the next six months is around focusing on those adoption issues. So um, I think having a specific focus on that um, by three of my colleagues actually who do developer relations, they've they've agreed to step into that and continue the outreach program past the calls for testing, which I'm really excited about. But yeah, to me, I want to see a concentrated focus both on really pushing phase three forward and starting that some of that work and then also while that's happening taking a pause to bridge the gap like okay phase two is out it's matured it's there the site editors their blockings are there but like how do we encourage adoption of that and how can we have a specific focus on that um that is like it's a very i could get into micro details about what that means (laughs) and the like the github issues and links and the numbers of those but um I think that is where my brain is is oriented, is both like, how do we start building phase three out as soon as possible, but then also, since phase three is not gonna be necessarily for everyone, like some features are and some features aren't, Mm -hmm. um, I'm very keen on what we can do around adoption. Um, And so if that rings a bell or is of interest, like please share your feedback in GitHub. Also the outreach program is gonna transform into a space dedicated to that starting in October of this year. Um, and so expect a lot of hangouts and resources and conversations and um, open GitHub issues on that front. Um, I also am also very curious to, to see how we can change our approach to outreach and adjust it in light of how phase three is gonna work. And so that's something that I've been starting to toy with and trying to figure out as part of like winding down the outreach program is also figuring out like, how can I learn from what I, you know, take what I've learned from um, obviously average program which was an experiment which i think worked and the community showed like an appetite for it and find a way to apply that to phase three and so that's also on my mind it's something i'm looking forward to next year um to figure out it's a big problem to figure out and i'm starting to try to have conversations with folks and write down insights and do literally grassroots outreach to plugins based on doing searches in the plugin directory and being like hey did you see these posts come out your feedback is welcome we want to hear hear from you so um i'll probably write a post on me core at some point in the next month kind of summarizing what i've done thus far and what i've seen Mm -hmm. and also just to get feedback from folks around what they want to see with outreach
1: i love that that's great and i always look forward to every year the state of the word and hearing what's coming Mm -hmm. and what kinds of things are happening. Um, I'm I'm particularly interested to hear which Jazz Artist will be um, the re- will be yes. the release for 6.4. And I know that that's something that's very, very last minute secretive and all of that. So whatever's <laughs> in Matt's head around that, um, I'm excited to hear about those things, too. But um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, uh, kind of connect on thoughts. And I love just bouncing ideas off each other publicly, even, which is a great idea, ways to get people involved. If somebody is thinking about getting involved um, in WordPress at any level, where do
0: you suggest they start? Great question at any level. I would say either if you, if there's a local meetup group, I would go there. I also would go through learn WordPress. Um, there are a number of folks who are WordPress contributors and if there's an area you wanna grow and learn, um, they do run kind of those kinds of sessions and learn WordPress just in general. Um, they do a wonderful job with their workshops and stuff. And it's a great place to get started. Talk to people who are doing the kind of contribution you might want to do and get connected to resources. So I'm all about getting connected as soon as possible to like a real person. (laughs) Um, If you are for whatever reason, (laughs) yeah. If you're for whatever reason, not able to jump on Zoom or anything like that, Slack is always an option. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I tend to um, send folks there, so I agree. Very good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time.
1: If you are listening, we will have the show notes and everything on this episode on underrepresentedtech.com. So if you are listening to it elsewhere, visit the website pick up some details there. We're going to put, um, you know, links and things like that. And we'll also have a transcript. I I really pity the person who is transcribing this because you and I are very fast talkers, but we will have the, transcript out. <laughs> we'll have the transcript out there. Um, so you can pick up and pick it up there and um, be on the lookout also for the release of 6.4. And for the good, bad, and the ugly, let us know what you think of all those things. And if you do need to be connected, reach out to me at underrepresentedentech.com and I will help you find the right path.
0: Thank you again, Anne. Thanks for being here so much. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much for all you all are doing here, um, both in WordPress space and outside of it. Um, It's really needed. So know that I I see it, honor it, and personally benefit from it. So thank you. I appreciate that very much. We'll see everybody on the next episode. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. The Blogsmith. The Blogsmith is a holistic content marketing agency for B2B technology brands that creates data-driven content with a great reader experience. Visit theblogsmith.com to learn more. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.